0: In today's show, we're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire, players to add from there, players to drop back to there, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Basketball. Let's talk fantasy basketball waiver wire. Before I do, next week the waiver wire show will be delayed by one day. I am taking a couple of days off. I am heading uh, interstate to go and see Hamilton, which has just been released here in Australia. So there'll be a couple of days where I'm away from the studio. So it won't come out on the Sunday afternoon. I'll push it back 24 hours and it'll come out the next day. Maybe it comes out, you know, maybe it actually comes out five hours later. I don't know. But it won't be at its usual time. So just giving you advance warning on that. But I'll detail more of the schedule changes later in this week. Let's talk waiver wire Players that can be dropped In And generally when I'm talking about this, we're talking standard 12-team leagues. I can't talk about 14, 16, 18, 20, 30, 10, 8 teams uh, consistently for every player. Every show would go for 20 hours. That's why I have BasketballMonster.com. So whatever you have in your league that differs from standard, you can check out how that all impacts your league directly. But we're trying to give the advice that helps the most people most of the time and throw some of those other things in there as much as possible. But every single league outside of Dynasty Leagues, can drop Al Horford because Al Horford won't be playing again for the Thunder this season. We've already speculated and i said, been saying for weeks that Al Horford's a drop and then I said, you know, two days before the deadline, let's see just in case he's moved and then after that, you drop because he was going to sit and have limited minutes anyway and now it's official he just won't play again. So Al Horford is a drop. Kobe White, I think he's a pretty comfortable drop. Look, he's been pretty disappointing even when starting and now he's playing like nine fewer minutes per game. He had a good game last time out, but I just don't see him being a high priority guy to hold. Again, when we're talking about these guys, you don't just drop them for no reason just so you've got an empty roster spot. If you're looking for players to add, and someone like Kobe White sitting on your team. He's probably your worst guy, so therefore he becomes droppable. Carmelo Anthony is rostered in a ridiculously high proportion of leagues, and it doesn't need to be that way. With Yusuf Nurkic returning, with the acquisition of Norm Powell, even if Mallow was putting up some 12-10 value, which he was at stretches, it's not going to be there anymore, I don't believe. So I think he is pretty expendable. And DeLon Wright, another, another victim of the trade period, goes from the primary ball handler in Detroit, to a 23-minute bench guard role in Sacramento. And DeLon, if he doesn't get those assists, he can still be a steal streamer, but 22 minutes a night, not as a point guard. No value in him, I don't think. So I think he's a drop. And Kevin Herter in Atlanta. Bogdan Bogdanovich took his starting spot last game. Chris Dunn allegedly is going to return this week. DeAndre Hunter's already back, although he's dealing with some knee soreness. I just think Herder's usefulness, which was really good at the start of the year when Hunter, Reddish, Bogdanovich, Dunn were all out. And now Lou Williams is also in the mix. It's very hard for me to see Herder remaining a must-roster 12-team league player. For points leagues, there's a lot of the same names there. Al Horford, Kobe White, DeLon Wright. I think we have to look at uh, Tyler Hero as well. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yes. Um, Victor Oladipo's arriving. Hero hasn't been particularly good this year anyway. And now with all depot around, what does that mean for Tyler's minutes? I think if you're looking for someone to move on from, he can be an option. And Brook Lopez, we've been saying this for a while, his role's not changing, but he's just not a very good points league player. But he is still rostered in a ton of leagues. And I think, again, if you're looking to maximize your roster, looking to stream in guys, Lopez is going to be one of your worst players and could be someone that is moved on from. If we look at players to add now, if we go to category leagues, Mitchell Robinson, unfortunately, it looks like—or not looks like—he has fractured his foot. We don't know how long he's going to be out at the time of me recording this, but I'd be pretty stunned if we see Robinson in the next seven weeks. So that means that Nerlands Noel becomes a must roster now. There's going to be times where your mate Taj—yeah, uh, Taj, your mate Taj Gibson, actually, your mate Tom Thibodeau plays his mate. Taj Gibson, way too many minutes. That'll happen. But the vast majority of the time, Noel is going to be that guy. He is guaranteed a must-roster player. I don't have Moses Brown on this list, Because according to my numbers, he's rostered in every competitive league. And that absolutely should be the case. He should have been rostered weeks ago. That's what I said weeks ago. And then he had one bad game and everyone, Moses Brown stinks, Josh. You got to drop him. What are you talking about? This is why we have to have a little bit of patience in fantasy basketball. So just in case, just in case your category league does not have Moses Brown on a roster, please make sure Moses Brown is on a roster. And hopefully it's your roster. I think Dennis Smith's the guy to look at. Again, we haven't seen him since the trade deadline, dealing with a back problem. But with DeLong gone, Saban Lee's not the answer. Rodney Magrude is not the answer. Dennis Smith probably is the answer. They've been pretty impressed with what he's doing. And yes, Killian Hayes is going to return maybe at the end of April, and then maybe in 20 minutes a game as he gets back from this significant hip injury. So Smith's going to have some pretty strong value rest of the season. Kelly Linick, a guy that I don't really know how they're going to use him. I'd say he comes off the bench behind Tate and Wood. But in 27 minutes a night, if he gets a consistent role, especially on a shit house team, he can really have some uh, top 120 type value. So he's a guy to look at. And then Shumara Kiki, who um, last two games has been amazing, shooting the ball fantastically. You know, it is hard to judge a bloke off 100% shooting, and especially without Porter and Carter, and then eventually Anthony has to return as well in Orlando. It's hard to get that full grasp on what his role is going to be. He will start. There's no doubt about that. Um, and he will be pretty good with defensive stats. I just think his offensive output's a little bit inflated. But you add him, and then you see where we go from there. And the same with Isaiah Roby, who... At the moment, with Darius Baisley out, is starting at Powerford. I don't know when Baisley's going to return, but when he does, then Roby moves into a mix of minutes at the 4, at the 5, with Brown and with Tony Bradley, perhaps, as well. But he's a guy to add, and let's just see where this goes, because he has put up some pretty strong numbers this year. In points leagues... I'm using different roster percentages for this one, different metrics. Moses Brown and Kevin Porter Jr. and Robert Williams III somehow are still available in over 30% of Yahoo leagues. They need to be rostered in every single Yahoo league. So does, of course, your mate Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. And Terrence Ross, when he returns, much like Dennis Smith, he's going to have so many shot attempts in Orlando. He may start, he may not start. I don't actually give a shit. He might play. You should play 32 minutes and probably take 20 shots, and he is going to put up some really, really good numbers, I believe. Guys, when you're looking for parts for your car, why would you go to a local chain store when rockauto.com, it's right there, it's sitting right on your computer. It's on your phone. You can just open it up and save yourself money. rockauto.com is um, the family business that's been serving auto for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low, prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, next, we look at some deep league ads. These guys are rostered in under 10% of competitive leagues, so they're available. So I think Trevor Reza can be actually a 12-team league guy, especially with LaMarcus Aldridge doing what LaMarcus Aldridge seems to do best and uh, yeah, pull late changes on teams. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I reckon, maybe, maybe this is being harsh. I don't know if he listens to this. I'm sure he doesn't. Underrated ship bloke, Marcus Aldridge. I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe. Maybe I'm just misreading that. Anyway, Trevor Ariza in Miami. Absolutely worth at least a look in a 12-team league, but anything deeper, he's a must-roster. Grayson Allen is putting up top 120 value over the last two weeks. Now, I don't believe that he should be a starter, but it doesn't actually matter whether I believe that or not because he is, and he's getting minutes, and he's putting up okay numbers. So I'd add him in 14 to 16 team leagues. Tony Bradley. I don't know how he's going to figure into the Moses Brown, Isaiah Robey mix at center in OKC, but we saw him have that absolute monster against the Warriors. 16 teamers. I would add him. Dan Gafford. Can you trust Scott Brooks' rotation? No. Can I? Of course not. But Dan Gafford's the best of that group. Absolutely the best fantasy profile. And Brooks actually spoke positive about him after his first game. I think he's worth an add in 14 to 16 teamers and... Worth a watch in 12s. Sterling Brown, I think he's going to have a relatively regular role. He's not going to be consistent enough in most leagues, but he's available almost everywhere. So in 16-team leagues, Sterling Brown is a pretty strong option there. Must roster players. Let's bang through these. These should be rostered in every league. Rob Williams, Tyrese Halliburton, PJ. These are all guys who are rostered in under 80% of leagues, so they're available in 20% of spots. Rob Williams, Tyrese Halliburton, PJ Washington Jr., Nerlens Noel, Kevin Porter Jr., Maximum Derek White, Kyle Anderson, the C Part of Moses Brown, TJ McConnell. I'm not that sure sh- I'm not sure about that one, but I think so. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. Devontae Graham, Terrence Ross, Darius Garland, The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, and Malik Beasley. Absolute must-roster players. Let's look at the popular ads over the last um the last couple of days. Tumor Rakiki has absolutely blown up in his roster percentage. Everyone's adding him. I think he's worth having a look at, but there will be some disappointment. I don't know why everyone's adding Ken Birch. Wendell Carter Jr. is going to come in there, and he's going to be the starter, would be my guess. Birch put up that absolutely huge game first time out for Orlando. I think that's a little bit of fool's gold. And Otto Porter, I think he's worth a look, Otto Porter. I don't know whether they start him at the three next to Rakiki, but if he plays 29 a night, I think he can be a 12-team league player. Malik Monk, dealing with a foot issue, but I'm fine with adding him and seeing what his scoring and threes can do. And then Gary Trent Jr. I I don't agree with Gary Trent Jr. as a 12-team league adder, I'm sure. In 14-team leagues, as a streamer in 12s for points and threes, no worries. But as a must-roster player, uh, absolutely not. Get that garbage out of here! Um, and we look at hot players now. So these are guys in the top 100 over the last week who are rostered in under 50% of leagues. Paul Millsat well, Aaron Gordon's going to put a pin in that. Reggie Bullock, he's more just a three-point streamer. Pat Connaughton, it helps that Yanni has missed time and Portis has missed time, and then literally the whole starting lineup missed time last game. He is an interesting deep league guy for sure, but not someone I'm looking at in 12s. Sterling Brown, yeah, that's mainly because Kevin Porter's been out, but again, just a deeper league guy. And Grayson Allen, no problem with streaming Grayson Allen in in a 12-team league, and that makes me feel pretty ill. Let's look at some flyer options. The Salt Flake, Theo Maladon. Uh, Teo put up an absolutely huge game last time out. Now I know there's no shape and there's no George Hill. He has been starting for a very long time here, Teo, and he has not been anywhere close to that. He's shooting like 39%. But if you want to take a flyer and hope that the scoring can improve and the percentages can improve, then sure, the role is absolutely secure for Maladon. Just just that I, I don't believe he's going to be that good. Jaden McDaniels looks to have locked up the power forward spot in Minnesota. He's going to be up and down, but he's worth a flyer. Isaac Okoro, the minutes are strong. We just hope for more consistent production. Maybe that comes. And then a couple of Wizards guys. Denny Avdia, who started last game over Garrison Matthews. I'm not sure if Scott Brooks will continue that, or if you'll continue to dick of Dia around, that's a real possibility too, but maybe he's a flyer, probably lean to more or deeper leagues there, and Dan Gafford, as I mentioned, if he can get 25 a night, he will be a top 120, if not higher, uh, fantasy player, so we just have to wait to see how all of that plays out at this stage uh, across fantasy leagues. All right, that'll do it. For me today, guys, don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up, leave a comment down below, hit the notification bell, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.